fan you hear anything in my background ah good yeah. i got a fan going my ceiling fan so i wanted to make sure yeah me too um all right i'm gonna count down three two one what's happening y'all i'm back the marty mars show season two episode one is full effect um i thank everybody for supporting the show thus far um had to go on a little break y'all just to kind of relax get rejuvenated um and plus a brother had to go back to work because i'm an educator so you know how that goes however i'm excited to be back have this podcast going god has been moving in my life uh, in my life as well as others so i'm definitely excited for today so i don't really have a title for today but i have a very special guest um a young woman of god who i've met recently I've been on her podcast and we're going to kind of get into that, but she's dope y'all. And to be honest with you, I didn't even realize how young she was until she <laughs> told me. So that just tells you the, the quality of her parents raising her and her being in her word. Amen. Amen. So at this time, I'd like to introduce to you my guest, Miss Destiny Harris. How are you? Great. I'm so happy to be here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to have Destiny on. So Destiny. Uh, welcome to the Marty Mars Show, by the way. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Let the people know who you are. Yes. Um, uh, well, my name is Destiny, if you haven't heard already. Uh, I am a singer. I do uh, praise and worship. That is like my heart. Um, I also am a podcaster as well. I have my own podcast called The Destined Life, where I um, encourage others to live the life that God has planned for them. Um, I am also uh in school right now uh i love fashion i love clothing and i love um and i love ministry i love speaking and i believe that's what god has called me to do is to go out and encourage others to speak and i'm already started out with the podcast but um i just love being able to let other people know that when you have a relationship with god and you get that strong everything else will fall into place so yeah Okay, y'all. She's ready, y'all. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. She, she's really on top of her game. Um, and it's awesome. And I, I want this to be a good example to see of what it looks like for believers coming together. Um, and this is a great example of us, you know, being in two separate places, being able to share platforms. She has a podcast and you see there, there's no competition. We're together. So this is an awesome time. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it because I want the people to kind of know your experience because us being believers, there are a lot of things that we experience sometimes. And especially us being young, um, you know, we kind of get into this phase of like, should I be saved? Should I not be saved? Can I wait till I'm older? So on and so forth. But God says that's not true. So let's get into the first question I want to ask you was, what was it like being raised by a parent who is a pastor? Tell us about that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a that's a question there. Um, there are pros and cons to it. Um, I'm going to start off with the negative and end off with the good. Um, I feel like that's best. Um, I felt like growing up as a PK, I felt like I um, many times I didn't feel like I was a part. I felt like more of an outsider. 
And this is just my perspective. I'm not speaking for all PKs because some of them were very different. Uh, but I felt more like an outsider, like I had to have it kind of together. Um, or not even that I had to have it together, but I couldn't really talk about it like everybody else, which was um, a bit unfair to me. So many things I had to keep to myself because I didn't want to, um, you know, they'd be like, oh, she said she was going through this. But if there's somebody else in the church was going through that same thing, it's like, oh, yeah, everybody come together and pray. But when it came to me, it was like, oh, well, oh yeah, you heard she went through that, you know. And many times I felt uncomfortable growing up in the church. I felt um, it caused me to be uncomfortable when it came to relationships just in general romantic or friendships or whatever I would always just back away when people were trying to uh, talk to me or trying to get a relationship because growing up I've seen so many people join the church over and then they leave or you know or maybe they're not there um, as much you know mentally or whatever and then it's not always that it ended in a bad way but there are times that you know it may have ended you know where they had they had a job in a different state or they you know just not always was it bad, but it was just like, I just, it always came into my mind that, and it took me a long time to figure this out. Um, my sisters kind of had to help me with that, with figuring out why I always push people away. But it was just like, I just knew at some point somebody was, they were going to leave, you know? And so that was just, um, that was something that I had to get over. But the pros to it is that I felt like me being a PK, I feel like this is what helped me to really appreciate ministry. Being able to see the behind the scenes that there were some people who may have not um, been, may not have treated my parents in the best way, but at the end of the day, they were going to pray for them. If they needed something, they were going to get up in the middle of the night and go to the hospital, or go to their home and pray for them. And that was just something to me that was like, wow. And their grace and their the mercy that they have over people. And um, I just thought it was just amazing. And I feel like that's what helped me to understand who God is. I'm like, God, I've seen all the stuff that you brought my parents through for them to still have joy, for them to be as blessed as our family is and for our family to be together, even though all of the kids are all grown and, um, you know, technically, you know, legally we're all grown, but we right. all love the Lord and we have a heart for ministry. So I think that's just amazing. Wow. So... Are you are you still um, under the leadership of your parents? Yes, I'm you, still there. <laughs> you still find it difficult, or like, what, what do you like? How do you feel like you know being older now? Like, what do you think? Um, how can I say this? Yes, there are definitely times that it can be difficult uh, because. When it comes to doing ministry with my father, you know how you go to the church. Uh, I'm just trying to think of how it is for someone who is at a church where they're not related to leadership. Right. That sometimes, you know, you go there, you may be going through, and then you're like, okay, I'm just, you know, relying on my pastor. But sometimes it can be hard when the person that's preaching to you is the one that you're upset with, you know, because he's my father. So, you know, he, yeah, he made me do this and I'm mad, you know, whatever. So it was hard, like, being able to hear that. And even though the words that he's saying, I'm like, that's good, but like, I don't want to hear what you got to say. So I'm trying to ignore stuff and God will have to speak to me and be like, um, I'm gonna need this you to stop all that, you know, and grow up. So I think, I mean, it's definitely still difficult for sure. Um, in just a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, I have to choose um God and his ministry. And that's awesome. And and what I the context of what I got out of it is with despite of anybody being related to each other, uh a pastor or not, the bottom line for you, what I heard was respect. We're still how you felt about your father regardless you still have respect um so i can appreciate that so you kind of answer my question but let's kind of go a little bit more into depth about do you feel like expectations were really higher for you like and i mean in like all areas like what do you think um i do feel yes um when it came to 
hmm, let me see how to say this. I felt like when it came to how I deal, how I dealt with certain situations were, um, were higher. Yeah. Cause I mean like, yeah, they know I'm not perfect, but it's just like, we don't, I'm not really supposed to talk about it. Like I said before, like I just, I didn't always feel comfortable doing that. Or I felt like I was just, um, like, okay, yeah, you went through that, but it's supposed to be something undercover. There are things like when I talk about, um, and I'm very open about this. I've talked about my, um, my mental problems and how I, was had thoughts of suicide and all of these different things that like I really went through mentally. It was horrible. I, I, it was just a really hard thing, but I didn't feel comfortable talking about it because many times I was looked at as the one I was supposed to pour into the other people. So to hear that the person is pouring into you, you know, or the one that's sitting in front of you or whatever that they're going through, it's just like, wait, what? So that could be a bit of a shock, but, and I would always keep these to myself. So I felt like when it when it came to expectations, yes, they were higher, but I feel like now I just, I don't try to, um, I don't care about it anymore, if that makes sense. I don't feel like I, I feel like it's because I told my testimony and told the things that were not perfect about me. I believe that that's what's going to draw people, not telling people that, oh yeah, I have it all together, you know, you know, follow me. So, but yeah, I guess the answer to your question, I would say yes. It, I, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I agree with you because I think, you know, for the younger generation, we're looking at church like we need to be, you know, have that truth and transparency. Like, let's really talk about what's going on. Let's not just, it's fine to preach the word, right? That's what God calls us to do. And he also calls us to teach. And sometimes teaching is just what better way to teach somebody than to tell them how I overcame, how I was able to be successful, what I'm really going through. Because I think we have on this, this mask of I'm just a perfect Christian who prays and worship and fall out and get up and everything's all jolly. And God says that that's even God talks about it in the word. That's not necessarily the case. You're going to have your, your trials and tribulations, but yet you have to overcome. So I thank you for sharing that and really being honest, because I definitely feel like and I'm a little bit older than you, but I feel like your generation and our generation, everybody needs to hear, but definitely your generation, because it's just a lot that they're going through. And sometimes they feel like, as you said, you don't really have anybody there. You're met with so many high expectations. It's just like, look, regardless of what's going on, I still have my emotions, my mind, you know, all these different things. So I agree with you on that. So let me kind of ask you this. The dating scene. How are your parents with that on a lighter note? Like, t tell me about that, because I know with like... Being a pastor's kid, it's kind of like, oh, that's my daughter, you know, and I, I'm going to be real. I'm a, I'm a parent, but I don't have a daughter yet, but I know I'm going to be protective over my nieces who are small. So you tell me, like, what was that like? Um. Well, for one thing, like I said before, I was already, I'm not a very social person. I'm very introverted. So I feel like if anything, my parents were trying to put me out there, like, go talk to people. Like, you know, I don't think they were trying to put me out with anything, but they trust me and they know that I have very uh, good standards. And they know that I don't, um, you know, and I've told them what type of husband I want, what type of person I want. So they were like, I ain't even got to really worry. But if they see something ain't right, my mom, she definitely has to get the discernment. So she'll tell me, no, that ain't it. No, you know, know. whatever. So they they will definitely put things out. They were pretty much chill. Like they were, if anything, they were just like, are you going to talk to somebody? Because you just in the house all the time and going to church, you know, and I just, you know, <laughs> but they were trying to put me out, if anything. So, so tell us a little bit about this, this criteria for the husband, because you said you told him what you wanted. So what did you want? What did you tell him? I'm interested. Okay. So when it comes to, uh, I said, you know, of course they had to have a relationship with the Lord and they had to love him and they love him that I feel like everything else will follow. Um, they'll be able to make, they'll be loyal to me. Um, and that they, uh, one of the things that I, uh, that I'm, 
really um, passionate about is um, being my call for ministry when it comes to me being, because um, I'm a, a licensed evangelist in the Church of God of Christ. And um, so, yeah, I just got my license uh, in the summertime. So that was something, um, but I was like making sure that they support me with that. And uh, I said that they had to, um, what is it? They had to be successful you know, or at least Hold on. What, what, what does that look like now? We saying successful. <laughs> successful looks different to everybody. So what does that look like for you? For me, successful is somebody who is hardworking and willing to um, not saying that they have to be like a millionaire will be me or whatever. But I want somebody who I can build with and that they um, they're able to cater to me because I do have expensive taste. Not saying you got to buy me stuff, <laughs> buy, buy stuff, whatever. But I want to make sure that you write and that you have your stuff together and that you know how to. um that you, you know, are willing to work or willing to take care of a family. And, you know, because I do want children one day, long time from now, but I'm just saying, you know, I want to know that you're able to do that and um, that they have a great personality, they have a sense of humor, because my my family, we're not, um, you, in order for you to come over here with our family, you got to have, uh, you got to be stronger who you are, because we make jokes, we talk about people, we do, you know, we'll talk about you right there. And my mom would be like, oh, you know, she's just very blunt with the way she talks, and you got to be ready for it. <laughs> So that's just up for me and they got to know how to dress because you know I, like I said before I love clothing so you can't come up here looking at the type of way so yeah but and the list goes on <laughs> amen no no and I'm glad to hear you guys standards because that's that's what we all need to, to have y'all and y'all need to definitely check out her episode um, I ain't even gonna give it away just check out her podcast y'all because when I was on there this is kind of some of the things that we were talking about so I'm glad to hear your perspective because she was asking us but we need to hear what you think too so it sounds like to me women and men and God, you need to have standards and you need to dress fly and be prepared, especially if you're trying to get at destiny, you need to be prepared for a family because they might roast you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But let me ask you this. So with you being so young and you being raised in a church and I know you've, you've kind of seen a lot of different things, but in this time in this generation, you know, what do you, not what do you, how do you feel this generation should look being saved now? Because let's be real, God has called us to keep a standard, but God also is sometimes like, hey, we, I need to do things a little bit different to reach this next group of generation. So in your thoughts, what does being saved look like for this generation right now? Yes, my father, he always would say something. He said that, you know, making sure that the message stays the same, but sometimes the method will. Uh, the method has to change for our generation it's not, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, let's have a tip revival. And I say that nobody in my generation can get saved, but that's that probably won't reach somebody as much as um, going on social media. I think we are in this social media age. Everybody's on social media. Um, being able to use that, use these things instead of looking at, at looking at it as an evil thing, like, oh, yeah, you know, they be on that Instagram and, uh, you know, but not many people in my generation do Facebook, but you know, oh yeah, they own nail, whatever. And they always have this negative look at it. And I think of it as, oh great, that's an outlet. That's a way that I can minister to somebody. Um, so I feel like it's important for for Christians of this age to use those tools, use those things that um that that appeal to our generation and use that to minister. And not always do you have to be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm saved, sanctified, you know, feel the Holy Ghost or whatever. You don't have to do that all the time, but just your presence. People should just be able to walk by you or just see you and know that, okay, that's somebody, somebody, there's something different about her. There's something different about him. Uh, but you know, making sure that you're strong and you have to be a leader. I feel like in order for you to be a true Christian and 
to uh, live a true Christian lifestyle, you have to have some leadership skills. You got to be able to be leader over uh, those those certain friends that you may have or, you know, that you probably need to get rid of. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. Mm. But, you know, that within your family with uh, for yourself, you know, you have these old habits, these fleshly desires and stuff and being able to say, no, this is not right. I'm going to do this. This is what God called me to do. And, you know, making sure that you walk within him. God has different ways that he wants us to minister and stuff. So make sure you're listening to God. Have your relationship with God. And God can help you to understand how to be a Christian in a, um, in a world of sin. So I think that's important. So let me ask you this question. Um, what do you think, what are some methods that the church can use now to attract the, the younger generation? Like in your opinion, like what are some things that you would want to do or maybe some good advice? Because I find that um, just talking to different people, sometimes they say, you know, the young people don't want to do nothing. And I'm, in my opinion, that's not true. The problem is they, um, you got to learn how to tap in, you know, clearly, right. There are a lot of young people that want to rap, sing, do this thing, but they're they're not doing it for God. So obviously there's a work ethic there. They're just not doing it for God. So in your opinion, what, what should they be doing? Um, I feel like church, what a great thing is to be able to increase your social media presence, uh, making sure that you're more, um, out there, when it comes to social media posting. Um, I, I feel like it also goes to those pastors, those leaders in within the church. Um, a lot of pastors that I follow, um, it's not that I follow their church, but I follow them. And they're on their they they post on social media now their their posts don't look like everybody else's posts which is shit but it still looks appealing and it's like it's showing them you know uh going around just being themselves but still having that christian lifestyle and them being able to see that a lot of people now we're more real i feel like when it comes to our generation we're about this you know this whole mental health thing or whatever making sure that you say your views on that what do you feel about this whole thing with uh you know mental health that's a huge thing right now especially with us in our black community um you know we're trying to talk about that so we want to hear what are your thoughts on that making sure that you stay relevant um and use social media as a way and also when it comes to church that you go um that they're that they feel comfortable enough to talk with people having those small groups within church those different ministries and tell them if you see that somebody likes to dance um yeah you know we have this liturgical dance ministry why don't you come and be a part and making sure that it's a fun environment uh, because that's what keeps people like when it came to school school wasn't always something that i um wasn't always something that I enjoyed, especially later on when I got to high school stuff. I was like, I really don't want to be here. But it was those groups like uh, musical theater and those different uh, things like the, uh, I was a part of the Spanish Honor Society and different stuff like that, that, you know, that went towards my interest and that was something that I love to do. And that what that's what kept people wanting to come to school because they knew in order to participate in these different groups, you have to go to school. And this is what made people decide like, oh yeah, I got a friend from that club and you know, we in the same right. class and we can work together. So I think that's important when it comes to um church so it, so pretty much what you're saying is um, they need to have something for them to do it's not enough just to and it's nothing wrong and everybody get the context when i'm saying obviously there's nothing wrong with just going to church but however we are more than just going to church and just you know sitting there and standing up clapping our hands we also have other gifts and talents that god has offered us so you know we need definitely need to take heed to what destiny is saying because there's an opportunity there to read a lot of different people if we just hey and don't get me wrong right she's not saying that uh our, our standard for christ has to now d diminish by you know having this dance community so on and so forth we can still keep the standard let's just tailor it towards god so that's a good point that i think you pointed out so with you talking about that 
this is a, a, a real honest and transparent question that I want to ask you um, and be upfront. And I'm willing to share it too. Do you find that it's difficult being young and being a Christian? Yes, um, it is for sure. Um, I felt like it, it was definitely hard. I feel like it's easier now because I'm in um, college and everyone's just doing their own thing. And I'm not as, you know, like with people, but I think before it was, it was hard because I felt like um, there were certain friends that I just could keep around or um, like I had to get rid of a big group of friends. I remember in middle school because I just, I was becoming desperate for God to heal me mentally and stuff. And I was just like, okay, I got to get rid of y'all because y'all not for it. But it's, I feel like when it comes to that, it can just be hard. Cause it's like, man, I want to do that too. And it's like, nah, I know you missed I know I can't do that. Or it is, it's not always that those things that you want to do are exactly a sin, but you know that it leads to it. So you practice not doing it. So it's just like, man, but I want to be like, I want to hang out with them. It's just like, but God, I just want to watch this show or I just want to do this. And he just like, you know, you can't handle that. So don't do it. So it could be hard. Um, it could definitely be hard sometimes for sure. Now, how did you handle, you talked about like um, leaving those group of friends, which I give you a lot of kudos because that's something that I struggle with. And I'm pretty sure that's a lot of people to sometimes step away from somebody who you consider a friend. Um, how did you handle that, especially in middle school? Like middle school, I work in the middle school and I remember how I was. Middle school was tough, man. It's tough. So like, how did you handle that? Yeah, middle school was the worst. I, I did not like that. I don't even like going by that place. I Anytime we go back, I just think of the worst. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I made it. Anyway, but um, it's sometimes it maybe you just not sitting at the table with them anymore. Uh, for those people who are really young, like who are it's still in you know grade school or whatever, you know maybe it's just not sit with them at the table. And then also sometimes you don't have to. Um, you may just talk with them less or just change your ways. When you change your ways and you start acting different, they'll eventually fall off. And ask God to help you to know how to do it because you don't want to hurt them and hurt their feelings or whatever. But it's like, you just know that they're not for you right now and they're not for that season of your life or whatever. So ask God to help you uh, to understand what to do, whether it's you just need to be like, whether you need to have a conversation like, oh yeah, we can't be friends anymore. Or if you just kind of need to slowly, you know, uh, what is it? just kind of slowly uh, back away from them, not talking to them as much, not texting as much. Or if you just need to um, just change your ways, change how you act, and then they'll eventually fall off. Do you find it difficult to make more friends in being in Christ? Like, or let me say like-minded believers like yourself, do you find it difficult or the younger or older? Like kind of give me more information about that. Yes, I do feel like it's um it's been hard for me with in general. Just my whole life, I've always had trouble finding friends, and I think that's because of the calling on my life. Um, my father, he, I remember him one day um when I was going to school, I was about to go to school, and I just started crying in the car because I just felt horrible because I was like I don't have no friends, and and my mom was taking me to school, so she was like, you know what, you're gonna stay home today. I, I was so mad. I was like, that's all I had to do anyway. But oh, we went home. <laughs> but we went home, and I remember my mom, my father, he came in the room and he was like you know I went through the same thing you know with the calling of him being a pastor stuff he was always different he said that was just a struggle that he had you know not having friends it's like you still want to be a part but he said just know at the end of the day you know you have a calling in your life and it's not saying that I can never have friends because I do have friends now or whatever right. uh, very few but it's just like when you have a calling in your life sometimes God needs you to go through this season where you need to be set apart where you're not going to be with everybody um, and that could be a struggle and that could be very uncomfortable and just uh, for I know for me so but I just knew um I said I know that God's hand is on my life and I 
And I know if I ain't got nobody else, I know I got God. And that's really all you need. So, you know, just I, it could be a struggle for sure. Amen. I, and I definitely concur with that because um, and I didn't grow up in a church, um, you know, or anything like that. I got saved in college. Um, and it was definitely a culture shock for me because I came from this outgoing person. I'm at all the parties. I'm hanging with this person, that person. Now Christ is telling me, you know, not to, you know, kind of be content with the, the, the small things that you have. And, you know, everybody just, you know, goes to church, go home. You know, we may fellowship from time to time, but it just at the time it wasn't the same, you know, and it was it, it was I ain't gonna lie. I wouldn't say depressing, but it was definitely sometimes I would sit there like, dang, what happened? Like, you know, but honestly, I thank God that it happened because for one, he humbled me. And that time to make me realize that you don't need all those superficial things and people in your life to realize what you have. You know, you may think you have a thousand people that are your friends, but really you got those two solid people in your life. So I can concur with what you're saying. It's a, it's a challenge. Um, But hey, as you grow in Christ, you know, now me and you, we cool. So it's just like you never know who you're going to meet or the time in our place. So I thank you for sharing that. So let's kind of get into a lighter moment. This is our segment of the Marty Mar Show where we do our laugh out loud moment where our guest kind of shares something funny that maybe happened based off the conversation that we're talking about. So we're talking about being in Christ. Everybody has a funny moment. I got a couple funny moments that <laughs> I could just give you. But tell me a funny moment that happened to you. Um, I would say it happened at work. Um, <laughs> and I shared this on my podcast a while ago, but it was so funny. Um, I was, you know, I was going through this time where everybody was like, oh my gosh, you're losing weight. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, thank you. I was like, God, is good. And, you know, everybody was like, oh yeah, you know, you look nice. You know, what have you been doing that? Everybody's been asking me, so I've been really feeling myself like, you know, I'm losing weight, I'm looking great. And so one day I was in class, one day, uh, you know, this other lady came in and I'm just sitting there and she's, she says, oh, you know, how many months to you? And I was like, what huh and I was just like what and I was trying to ignore her try to act like I didn't hear it at first and then uh -huh. she was like yeah how many how many months to you she's like yeah I didn't know she said that's so cute you know whatever and I was like I'm not <laughs> wow yeah, I was like I'm not perfect she was like oh she's like oh I'm so sorry I was like no but I thought it was hilarious before I would have been crying but I was like I thought it was just so funny I remember you I was so weak and it humbled me I felt like it was from God God had to help me because I was feeling myself I was like oh look at me I'm I'm kind of fit I got this little workout pants weren't working out really at all but it's people thought I was you know losing weight and I that's really all I needed but um I was just like okay, I feel good about myself. And then that, that just humbled me. Sometimes, you know, God will take you, you know, through those, those times where he would have to humble you. Just be like, no, calm down, <laughs> come down here. <laughs> but that was, that was embarrassing for sure. <laughs> and that's crazy. True story. A kid did that at my school last week to a girl and he said the same thing. And I had, he couldn't understand, like, I was just asking her, I was just saying, but I was like, you got to understand for a female how offensive that is, especially women are particular about their weight. I mean, a lot of people in general are just conscious now, but definitely women are particular. So it's just like, and the fact that people mindset is just to just say that without even asking, you know, or if I don't know you, I wouldn't even ask that question. So it's just, it's just crazy to me, but I thank you for sharing that. Definitely an awkward moment. I can assure that. <laughs> But um, so being young and, and God, right, we still should be able to have fun. I've been on this thing, man, of just trying to still have fun, not not compromising by any means. But look, I'm going to enjoy myself in Christ. I'm going through all this stuff. The least I can do is still have fun. So what are some um, fun things young Christians can do or any Christians? What are some things that you, you would give advice about? 
Um, it's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. Uh, you can have, you know, it's just, I think, what I mean, it's like a lot. You can go to the movies. You can, you know, of course, being, know what you can handle, because there's some movies that I may be able to handle that somebody else may not be able to handle. So know where you are. Give me an example. You know, get, get, you know, in Christ, we got, give me an example. What's a movie that that we, that we as Christ can handle versus, you know, like, we, let, come on, let's go in. What movie? Yeah, so, like, maybe if you're a person that's trying to, um, if you're single, you know, and you are practicing abstinence and you're trying to keep yourself, maybe uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is probably not the movie for you, okay? So, you know, that type of thing may cause you to want to do something, or if you know you're a person, uh, when it comes to TV shows, if you know you're a person that always will fight and you're trying to have God to help you, you know, watch your Real Housewives of Atlanta and love a hip-hop probably is not the shows for you um that was something for me i had to get rid of not saying i would fight all the time but i would just always be like angry so i was like i had to get rid of that but you know just making sure you know what you can handle have but when it comes to having fun there are a lot of different things um and not only not always do you have to go to um spaces that are already established like the movies and go into a restaurant or whatever but create your own space if you want to have a, a fun time you you can have a party at your house or maybe rent out a spot and be like hey uh this is where everybody gonna get together or if you go to a church and um maybe if you're over in ministry or you can ask your pastor your leader whoever it is and be like hey can we have a gathering together where we just come together we have a vent session because we just need that or uh let's go let's go shopping or whatever you can create those spaces where it's um it's good a good christian environment and you're able to have fun not saying that you got to talk about jesus within it but it's just like let's just have fun and fellowship so and eating always is something you know but if you try to lose weight you know be you know yeah. but, <laughs> but have fun yeah for sure and I agree. Um, for one, Christians love to eat. I love to eat. It's not like a good fellowship, especially with the old school cooking. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, I definitely agree. We are able to have fun, and I don't know why we are so uptight about this. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I got an aunt, and she would. I remember, like, in order to stay at her house, you had to spend the night to go to church. Like, you know, you try to stay on the weekend. Of course, it always falls on that Saturday going into Sunday. And she like, you gotta stay at my house. But it was just like she was so tight. Like, nah, no movies, no this, no that, da da da. If you are watching a movie, you watching, you know, uh, I can't, whatever old school Jesus movie, I can't remember what it was, but it was something that was like three hours. It was just on tape. It was just like, yo, uh, we can watch an action movie or something like that. And it's no cussing. Like, that's not a problem. Like, so it's just like, like, what do you say to people who are so uptight like that? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you think is their issue? Why they feel like fun is just, if it ain't the Bible word for word, then it's not fun. Like, what do you say to them? I would say you need to chill. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'll be like, uh, there are other ways that you can get to people. If you, if I show a, a Bible movie or whatever uh, to somebody who is not really into God or whatever, that might not get them. But just them seeing you watch a regular show, that's okay. That's, you know, like a sitcom that doesn't have much, you know, no cursing. Whatever. I know it's really hard to find that, but I'm just saying, mm -hmm. you know, maybe because I know there's a thing called Pure Flits and, you know, just cool. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's a child a child show or whatever, but you just have fun. Sometimes that's what wins them. When they see that you can have a personality, that you can have fun and you can, and you can just be chill. And all that what you did was all still in God. It was good. That That's what gets people. But you come in, no, you can't watch this. Da, 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 da. Like that. And I feel like that's what turns so many people away from the church because they feel like they couldn't do nothing. I'm like it's not that serious come down but you know but knowing i know that there are certain things that people don't do because it just 
they can't, they may not be able to handle it, but maybe I'm able to handle it. But, you know, making sure that you, uh, you're not just so strict, because I feel like that's what turns people off and it just made them not want to go. So, me, so I'm going to give you, we, this is a, another question I, that just came to me. So let's talk about music. Um, I'm, I've been doing this Christian DJ thing for the past few months, and it's been going really well. I've been trying to expose people to different types of music, because that's that's one thing that drew me into Christ. I'm not going to lie. When I first got saved, I'm, I'm going to be transparent. I didn't like the music at all. I didn't really like... Now, now that I'm, I'm more uh, saved, I'll say that, now I can appreciate the old hymns, and it's not to say there's anything wrong with that, but as I started to listen to, like, you know, Travis Green is really what drew me in. I was like, I like the sound of music. It's upbeat. It's not all sad and slow. Like, he 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 sounds like he's happy to serve God versus some of the older music, just some of it at the time. And I was listening. I'm like, it don't sound like they're happy to be here. So I say all that to say that, um, and you know, we have gospel rap. We have uh, gospel Caribbean music. Of course, we have our contemporary. We still have our worship music. Give us um, an idea. Who you listening to? Who you listening to for your music? Like, who uh, do you like? Gospel, yeah, for what, uh, I want to say this, for gospel is my favorite genre of music. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. I love gospel music. and just do. Uh, it's not even that. It's always like, oh, yeah, you know, because... I, you know, I love Jesus and I love Jesus, but I just like, it's just a way that it hits me that I could always, but uh, my favorite uh, gospel artist is Kier Shear, uh, because she, uh, Kier Shear Kelly, I want to put respect on her name, she just got married, but oh, um, she, yeah, she got married, okay. uh, all the musicians were upset, but I was like, no, my girl got, she finally <laughs> then settled down, but anyway, I always related to her on so many different levels, because she's a PK, she's in Kojic, and she loves fashion, all this stuff. So I always related with her. But I love her because she can give you a little bit of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can do um, the the new school, you know, the because uh, she's talking about, uh, I'm in my go chair, repping, repping, my God. Um, you know, and it's like, a, it's like a bump. You can definitely go in the car with that. And then she got that other that other music where it's just like it'll make you start be laid out stretched on the floor crying and then she also has those other songs where it take you to church and make you want to shout a little bit and i love that and i love her um her way that she's able to get her um she just kind of does whatever she wants and it's kind of chill it is all within god and i love it um another person is um jacaylin carr i love her she's more um she reminds me a lot of me, like a lot of stuff that she does, because she's a speaker as well. She's a preacher, um, an evangelist and stuff. And she's really well. And her voice is just so powerful. And yeah, that, um, I love that. And, you know, of course, that, there's so many different types when it comes to gospel. Because I know some people are like, oh, yeah, it all sounds the same. I was like, mm, you must not really be listening to, like, really try to dive in. There are so many. And I know my brother, he um, he doesn't really like regular gospel. He loves gospel rap. So he's, you know, in the 116 and, you know, uh, Andy Video, Lecrae, and all these different people he's really into that he know all of them and you know uh what is it social club i think that's what it's called i don't want to mess it up because he'll get mad at me but he loves that stuff so there's that there's so much that you can listen to uh don't don't feel like it's in one box you know as long as it's glorifying god you know it's cool yeah i hear you say no kb y'all listen to kb too, yeah. Okay. All right. Just wanted. Okay, to... Yeah. Yeah. I just was trying to say something, but I wasn't trying to mess nothing up because I know he get upset, and I'd be like, <laughs> very, you know, about. It. He got the shirt, the the jacket, the hoodie, and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, all right. But he in there for sure. <laughs> I definitely I support KB. I actually just bought some stuff, um, and I found out about him maybe like a year ago, and I was like, dang God, what have I been missing out on? Like, we got some Christians. I feel like we definitely need to open our mind, and we met we. It's sad too, cause I feel like 
because people think they're not saying Jesus a hundred times in a song, it's like, oh, I can't listen to that. And I'm like, when you listen to what they saying, it's it's a lot of it is most of it is scripture based. Not everybody, but a lot of it what they're saying is scripture based. And more importantly, they are you know trying to edify God and reaching young people. So I feel like as Christians, we need to support our artists. If I can't say nothing else, I don't care if it's rap you know, uh, Caribbean, whatever they're doing, if they're glorifying God and it's it's appropriate, we need to support that. Like, I don't get why we so like, mm, they ain't saying Jesus a hundred times as if we do that in regular conversation. You know what I mean? Like, we, we are too upright. So I, I appreciate you for sharing that because I wanted people to see, like, it's more to God than just, you know, the same old song. God says it's a new song. So I thank you for sharing that. So the last question I'm going to ask you, and this has been a dope episode, by the way, and I thank you for being on. I want you to kind of Give some final remarks or what advice could you give for the younger saints in Christ? Like what advice do you have for them? Um, be strong in who you are and don't conform to other people uh, to their ways. Be a leader. Um, there are times that it may be uncomfortable and it may cause you to lose a friend. It may cause uh, people to look at you kind of funny. But at the end of the day, God loves that. And he loves that you chose him. And that really means a lot. If you're going to deny, you know, don't deny Jesus. Don't deny God, especially after all the stuff that he's done for you. You know, he woke you up this morning. And if it wasn't, you know, for him breathing that breath of life, you wouldn't be there with those people. So, you know, making sure that you always choose to be strong in who you are. I know that's something that I still struggle with sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, try to don't alter your um your lifestyle. Don't try to alter who you are for people. If you have to do that, then that, that's a problem. Um, be strong in who you are and know that you don't have to be so um overly, you know, I'm saved. I can't do that, you know, whatever. But you can just be like, oh no, I'm good. I'm I'm gonna chill over here or you know, and create your own spaces for those people who um who are trying to live right and make sure you give suggestions and just make sure that you're an example to others. Um not say that you gotta be like perfect or anything, but just say, you know, hey, I'm trying it and I'm that that's what I feel like God is looking for. He's not looking for you to be like perfect, no, you know, no spots, no wrinkles. He know we're not perfect. He knows us, but he just like I I want to see that you're trying and he really really appreciates that and right now in this generation and in our world now because i believe that we are living in the last evil days mm -hmm. we need to stand up for holiness we need to stand up for what is right mm -hmm. so make sure that you're reading your bible studying your word don't be so dependent on your pastor or your um your mm -hmm. youth leader or whoever to learn you know about god and to learn about what you're supposed to do in your christian walk go home and study learn your word making sure that you um that you study for yourself and know jesus for yourself and um build up your relationship with him and everything else will come together that girl gave a word y'all she gave a <laughs> word that is so true um so thank you for being on today you were awesome yes. um powerful woman and guy and young you still got so much more to go so much more to learn so um just keep going um before we close out kind of tell the people how can they follow you what do you else um other things do you have going on any events or anything this is your time now like well how can the people follow you like let, let us know yes yeah, so um you can follow me on instagram at the destined life underscore you can also uh like the facebook page uh the destined life you can um what else do i have oh yeah my podcast you know make sure that you uh, subscribe to the podcast we are available uh it's available on apple uh, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, The Podbean, and also Audible. You can go and listen. Um, yeah, and I have this new uh, series called uh, The Destiny Relationships, which Lamar is a part of. Uh, we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about relationships. And we're going to be talking about um, we're going to be talking about dating as a Christian. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that, make sure that you look out for that. That's going to be coming out uh, not this week, but next week. Uh, the men's episode. I have a men episode, and then I have one with the women, and then I'm going to have one with everybody together. So you have to make sure you check that out. Um, and just you know, um. Yeah, so just make sure you follow me, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Y'all, make sure y'all support, support her podcast. It was definitely a good conversation, and I look forward to watching it. So with that being said, um, this is the Marty Mars Show, Season 2, Episode 1, with my girl Destiny. Dope episode. Please make sure y'all support. It's all good content, and it's to edify the people. That's what it's all about. So um, this time, thank everyone for watching. God bless his people. Bless y'all and be safe. We out.